Hello everyone and welcome to Portal to the Paranormal. I'm Sarah and you're watching Thriller Podcast. Now this evening I am so excited because this guy that we've got on this evening, he is one of my personal favourites. I love his YouTube channel and he has captured some of the best evidence I have ever seen. Um, I've got a little clip to show for you but we'll save that. I'm going to bring him on. From the ghosts of Carmel, Maine, we have Mr Kent us. Hello. How's it going? Ah, hi, Ken. Oh, hi. oh, I just want to inform you that if any of our, we've got people watching, so if they want to ask any questions, just write them in the comments and I'll read them out to Kent. If you're happy to answer them, that'd be great. Sounds good. Fantastic. Right, I so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go straight for it. So, Kent, it's been a while since we last talked. Yes. Um. Yeah. I am a massive fan. I must say, I, I love watching your YouTube channel, Ghosts of Carmel, Maine. Um. I'm a, the the footage is some of it is epic. I mean, it's amazing what you've caught on camera. But for some of the viewers that haven't seen. Uh, your channel can you give them maybe a little history rundown about Carmel Maine and the house that you that that amazing lamb house that you live in that haunted lamb house should I say yeah well Carmel Maine was founded in 1811 but the land actually dates back into the 1600s uh -huh. so the history goes way back and I'm sure with the Native Americans that were on this land before um you know, settlers came over, the colonists, I'm sure it goes back even further than the 1600s. So there's a lot of rich history with this land. But Carmel, yeah, founded in 1811. And there's been a lot of uh, events that took place on this land, you know, since the beginning of when history was recorded. So yeah, this, this land definitely has a lot of paranormal activity to it. So what was the house before then? The lamb house? Well, the house, this house was actually put together in sections. The front of the house was a one-room schoolhouse. The, um, uh, what we call the dining room and witch's window room. We're pretty sure that came from a doctor's uh, facility that's just right behind the lamb house. They uh, moved that section over here and attached it. And it does look like that the barn, the garage, was at one time also a schoolhouse that was relocated here uh, to this land. So, yeah, it was put together in sections. So each section also has its own set of history. Is there, um, is there, oh, what was I going to say? Sorry, the, uh, the the lamb house itself. Is there any sort of like running water or any rocks under there or anything known to the, that could cause this? And the village around it, the history of the village. Is it very small? Is it a town? Well, the village of Carmel was, you know, back in those days, it was named the village because this is where all the commerce was. People would come into the village to buy, sell, trade. Stores all set up here. This is where, you know, Edmund Lamb set up, you know, the funeral parlor, which is a lamb house. So, but there was also a surrounding area, you know, named Carmel, North Carmel and Damascus. Well, today that's all one town now, the town of Carmel. 
But yeah, there as far as ley lines or, or anything that can cause this, I mean, I don't know, but you would think that there would if if that was the case, there would be energy uh reading levels all over this land, but it's pretty much most of the energy levels come from this house. Yeah, it's immense, isn't it? I mean, some of the activity you have. When did this all start for you? When you first moved into the house? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, but let me remind for for people that have never seen me before. When we first moved into this house, I did not believe in ghosts. I didn't believe in the paranormal. It's something that I wasn't into, but yeah, the first day we when we moved in here, the next morning I was getting ready for work, and there was this little knickknack horse sitting on the dresser, and it flew off the dresser and landed on the bed. Now, when I say flew off the dresser, I literally mean flew off the dresser and landed on the bed. It went flying over, and it just didn't drop. It flew. You know, and I'm kind of like, okay, you know, that's strange. So I set the horse back there, and I was jumping all over the bedroom floor trying to shake that horse off the dresser I mean it wouldn't even budge you know and it's funny because when I was going out the door for work I was running late I told my wife I said I think this house is haunted (laughs) you just tell her that before you go yeah yeah. and I wasn't serious I mean yeah that was the first incident but didn't you know as time went by started noticing a lot more things that just didn't make sense it's like you know when I'd have a day off from work and my wife was at work and Gary was in this house. He's actually from the UK. He's back in the UK now, but he stayed in this house for three years. And he was telling me a bunch of stuff that was going on when he was alone in this house. Where I remember my first day off from work, I was upstairs in my room watching uh, Netflix, you know, just kicking back, taking it easy, relaxing. And I heard a lady talking down by the steps and I heard, like the steps crackling, like somebody was walking up the steps. I go, oh, my wife's home. So I open up the door and I go, honey, honey. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, so that I'd like, well, that's kind of strange. I would have swore I heard my wife, you know, a female's voice. And I had assumed it was my wife. And I hollered for Gary. I said, hey, Gary, did you hear anything? And he says, I hear stuff in this house all the time, you know. And so he started telling me the whole story behind it, when he, what it's like to be alone in this house. And I, I, I didn't really believe it. I mean, I believed what he was saying. He was sincere. But I was thinking, you know, there's got to be some kind of answer to this. Maybe somebody is, you know, have a window open next door and they're talking really loud and it just sounds like it's in the house. I couldn't explain the, the footsteps, though, but... It's an old house. It's crackling. I mean, the temperature's changing, and it's just making popping sounds. That's what I pretty much wrote, wrote it off as. Yeah. I guess it's hard to be rational as well, especially if you didn't believe in spirits in the first place. You try and sort of debunk everything, don't you? Well, I believe, I believe that demonic entities exist during this period of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was going to accept the fact that this was supernatural, I would have had to say, oh, it's demonic. And I didn't want to accept that. You know, I didn't want to say, OK, you know, there's something in this house that's evil, you know, and I didn't want to think that in my mind living in this house. Some of your evidence has been shown on Nuke's Top 5, uh, Paranormal Court on Camera, 
this is how good the evidence is. And I, I want to show a clip to everyone, if I may, and we'll talk about it afterwards, if that's okay. Yep. Right, I'm going to give it a go. Me and technology. Right. Okay, everyone, you've got to see this. This is some of the best evidence ever. Is this the same entity I call Shadow Dude? Why does his head look so abnormal and large? Is this too also the same entity I call Shadow Dude? If it is, why is he trying to scare me? Why does he appear out of nowhere and simply just vanish? Due to her strange captures in this bedroom, I've always wondered what happened. Why are there so many different entities who show themselves in this house? Are they humanoid spirits or something different? I've also wondered if it was possible there is some type of spiritual battle going on. Is it possible these good spirits are fighting evil? Without a doubt, there are evil spirits around. This right now ken when i first saw that i was in bed it must have been about two o'clock in the morning i couldn't sleep and i tell you what i didn't sleep for the rest of the night after seeing that shadow bastard on the end of your bed i thought oh my god yeah. <laughs> but he likes to do that doesn't he yeah that you know it's what's really hard about staying in this house is that you never know what's going to happen what's going to show up in front of you you just no. never know what's going to take place. And no, there's there's some things I've seen in this house that has never been captured on camera. That's just, I mean, it's just mind boggling. It, it's it's stuff that I wish I captured because it really makes a lot of this look elementary. You know, and there's there's definitely portals in this house, no doubt. Because there's more than one spirit there, isn't there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's more than one. There's quite a does, few. Does Shadow do? Does he just rock up anywhere, or is it usually in your bedroom? Because, mate, boy, there was a dark entity on your bed, which you always start off with "hello, hello," and then end with "oh shit," as you're running down the stairs. And I do feel an ass for laughing, but I mean, that's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, I look back at it now. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but well, he definitely wasn't funny at the time. No, I can't um, believe it. Well, Shadow Dude was an entity that was always out on the front porch, and I called him Shadow Dude. What you showed there was stuff that was captured in the very beginning, and I assumed that this was all one entity, the -hmm. same entity that was out on the front steps, the same spirit that I called Shadow Dude. But later I found out that, no, it's not the same entity. They're different. They come in different sizes. They come in different shapes, and they come in you know, some strange forms at times. Sometimes they're like a foot tall. Sometimes their head goes right into the ceiling. Wow. They're that tall. They're skinny. They're wide. They're, there's just a variety of, you know, different forms of apparitions that have appeared. 
that bat thing oh, it looks like a bat it dangled from your um your window because they like it at the window don't they and then it shot under your bed it was yeah. black it looked like um some sort of bat or something or a, a, i don't know what it was but then you saw it in the cellar i remember watching one of your youtube channel shows and it, it dived into a rock behind the cellar yeah it's crawl space like, have you seen that before yes is it is it shown a few times it has it shows up quite a bit it, it's just a matter of when you can capture it on camera what but yeah that is? shows up quite a bit that's definitely not a human entity you don't you don't have any you don't think it's like an imp or an animal or like spirit of an animal i mean no no it's intelligent oh. um it uh a lady came here and provoked it and she got attacked no yeah yeah she got attacked it it um she got shoved across the basement and that thing flew right back through the crawl space what do you think these things are do you think they're just spirits passing through all sorts I have no idea, to be honest with you. I mean, I do know that they, they're not human. Now, why they are here has a lot to do with what took place on this land back in the day. I mean, you know, the Undertaker was involved with some things that was kind of dark. No, well, not kind of dark. It was dark. All right. He belonged to a secret society where they actually used real human remains to perform death rituals. Oh my. And they also collected human remains. So when I found that out, that kind of answered a lot of questions why there's so many angry spirits here. I'm talking humanoid spirits that said they want their remains back. They're upset about the way their remains were treated. Now, did this undertaker do something that angered these spirits that are in the afterlife? You know, that's the only thing that I can think of that that's what happened. But it is a proven fact they do definitely use human remains for death rituals and they do collect human remains that's not a conspiracy theory that's a fact and the undertaker was a very high member with that secret society how many spirits or humanoids do you think are in your house have you got children females you know what there's times we ask how many of you are in the house right now, and we always get different numbers. But, you know, it can go as high as from seven up to, you know, I think some one time it was 40-something. Wow. And there, then, then there's times I ask, and I, I don't get an answer. I go, well, how many? And a voice answers back, hold on, I'm counting. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to know the answer to that if you have to sit there all this time and count. You know, but you know what is more compelling with all of this? It's not necessarily the things that you see with your eyes, the apparitions or or the the strange anomalies, the mist, the orbs, the sparks. I mean, there's just the list goes on what you see with your eyes here. But what's more compelling than anything, in my opinion, is what these spirits say. Yeah. When they confirm when you talk to them and do an investigation in this house and they intelligently answer your questions like you're carrying on a conversation with them, that is very compelling of how powerful this activity is. Then you know without a doubt you're dealing with an intelligence, multiple intelligence, and it's not necessarily a residual haunting. 
You're a great fan of the EVP and the ghost box, aren't you? What kind of evidence have you caught? I mean, have you had a full-on conversation with these things? I have. Oh, do tell, do tell. You know, I mean, they just carry on a conversation. The problem is, is sifting through what they're trying to say because there's too many of them. Yeah. And there's times that too many of them talk at once. And you're like, okay, you know what? I have no idea what's going on because there's just too many of them talking. You know, one says help. Well, what do you need help with? Another voice, a female voice answers. Just multiple different voices answer intelligently. So it's it's kind of hard trying to fit the pieces of the puzzle together on what's going on with each individual spirit. Jen Quinn says she's been watching for years. It is gripping stuff, isn't it, Jen? I mean, when you've got you're getting answers back on that EVP. I mean, you're a great fan of that EVP. And I hear some of the conversations you're having them and they're, they want in blood for the portal. And, yeah. and they, you said you was making breakfast one day, wasn't you? And then mm, that looks nice or something. It was paying <laughs> back. Yeah. I mean, I, I've sat there and was doing like, uh, living in the lamb house is one of the videos I was talking about. I can't even be alone in the bathroom and, you know, then uh, spirit answer, you have to pee, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know what, there, there's just no privacy. Somebody passes gas in this house, like we were doing a paranormal investigation. One of the guys that accidentally, you know, hadn't passed gas and then the spirits are responding to that. Let it rip. You know? <laughs> no, he said, that's right. You know, and then he's then another spirit says he farts, you know, and it's just like they respond to that. So, I mean, there's. It's like they're all watching and observing every little thing you do, and they know every little thing you do. Have you heard them with the naked ear without any equipment before? All the time. Yeah? Oh, it's exciting. All the time. I mean, Gosh. every single day you can hear a disembodied voice. There are some people that stopped over from Massachusetts. Um, what was it? It was Wednesday. They stopped yeah. over, and I gave them a tour of the house. You know, I, I was hoping they could stay because I was doing an investigation here Friday night, but they had to go. I was giving them a tour of the house and we were upstairs at the top of the steps next to my bedroom. And all of us heard the disembodied voice of a female. You know, we all looked at each other and she looked at her husband. And she goes, that wasn't you. He goes, no. He goes, that wasn't you. And she goes, no. And I go, well, it wasn't me because my voice is deep. You know, so yeah, that was definitely a female disembodied voice and their jaws just dropped. I bet. You know, everyone gets haters out there, don't they? But when you get these investigators, like you do sometimes allow investigators in your house, don't you? Yes. And um, when some, when, excuse my French, but when the shit goes down and they're like, wow, I bet it's a big, a big, great feeling that knowing that they're, they're actually, you know, stuff's happening when they're there. Because yeah. then it proves that it's all real. I've seen investigators that literally had to step out of the house. Really? It was that intense. Thing is, you got a kit there as well. What do you think? What do you think when they've all gone home and you've still got to get in bed? Well, welcome to my life. You know? Oh my. You, know, when I, you know, I mean, there's this medium that came here one time and I turned around to ask her something and she's gone. No. no never saw her again. So, Ken. But that kind of concerned me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> how, how bad is this activity when a medium runs? <laughs> you know, I mean, what the hell am I getting myself into here? I mean, oh and that's when I was, I was only like a year into this, and she 
was supposedly a medium and, and had all this experience and, you know, the activity started picking up. I'm like, wow, you know, I was busy filming and talking to another guy. And I turned around to look at her to ask her something and she was not there. And I said, where'd she go? They said, I don't, she went out the back door, you know, and I looked, she, she was gone. She never came back, never saw her again. It's like normal for you now, I guess. Yeah, it is. Does it just happen every now and then? Can you have a day where you just have a calm day and nothing happens? Or does something happen near enough every day? There are some days that's, you know, not so active. I mean, there's activity here, but, you know, it's the disembodied voices really takes place more at night when everybody goes to bed. I mean, it's like, and this is what's strange. If you've got a TV on or a fan running, that sound wave energy actually amplifies their voices because i mean think about it our voice our voice is sound wave energy yeah all right it's not emf energy it's sound wave energy it's vibration energy so whenever there's vibration energy that they can use they will use it and talk that's why the spirit box actually is a very good tool when communicating with these spirits because they use that that vibration energy in order to communicate now you know, when I first got into this, I never dreamed about using a spirit box because I didn't know anything about the paranormal. I got on, you know, some, <clears throat> excuse me, paranormal YouTube channels and watched about the PSP7 spirit box, how it worked. And I just, I didn't believe it, you know, because I, I, I kind of felt like the one, at least the stuff that I watched, I thought it was pretty much radio chatter or they would, there was like music sound that they're trying to say it was a voice talking. And I'm like, I, I don't hear it. I don't, you know, that, that sounds like radio chatter to me. And, you know, so one, my son sends me a spirit box, a PSB seven, you know, and I'm sure enough, I turn it the, the very first time I turn it on though, there was a voice that said, Hey, Kent or hi, Kent. And I'm like, okay, that's strange. I definitely heard a female voice say, hi, Kent. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, that's strange, but I had an issue with it because there's just too much radio chatter. How do you prove something's paranormal related when there's radio chatter? Yeah. So one day I'm like, ah, screw it. So I hit 100 milliseconds. This is fast as it can go, you know, and I'm like, you know, listening and I'm asking questions and I don't really hear anything. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I, I just kind of give up on the PSB seven. Well, when I went back and listened to the recording, I was completely shocked how many voices I heard talking during that investigation who intelligently answered my questions, but in real time, I didn't hear them. Wow. Only the recorders were able to pick it up. So I'm like, okay, they're on a, a certain frequency. Even when you use a spirit box, they're on a specific frequency. I need to figure out that frequency. I need to do a lot of tests and a lot of studies into this to try to figure out how to perfect a way of communicating with these spirits. So I spent many, many, many months doing all kinds of experiments. And these spirits were happy to help. You know, they would participate in these experiments and had no issue with it. Wow. Because obviously they wanted me to hear what they had to say. So even the EVPs that are captured in the videos, you still can't hear them in real time. In fact, you can't hear them out of the regular report, out of the regular recordings. But when I go over a recording, 
I turn the volume up full blast when I'm going and I have to wait till everybody's not home because it's so loud that, but you got to listen for this strange sound in the recording that doesn't make sense. That shouldn't be there. Even if it's like a, you know, a yeah. buzzing sound, that's really fast. You got to listen to every little sound that doesn't make sense that, you know, sounds that are not normal that's captured on the recordings. And I found out those sounds are actually spirits talking. Yeah. So then you have to go back and replay through your audio and find the right frequency. You have to, it goes from the recording to a digital recorder where it plugs into the digital recorder itself and the volume has to be down real low. It'll be, you know, it'll be so dang loud. You couldn't understand anything. So you turn your recording, you digitally enhance it through a digital recorder. And then you take that and you keep, you know, you've got the adjustments. I use VLC where you use the audio adjustments until you, you know, you finally can hear what the spirit's saying and they're on different speed levels and you got to find the right speed. Once you can find that, then you can hear what they're saying. Unfortunately, there's times I load it up. Once I put that in a video, I hear it nice, crisp, crispy, clear. But when it's uploaded to YouTube and the audio is compact, it's a little harder to hear it. But, you know, and then sometimes I think I hear one thing and then I hear something different. Either way, there's an EVP there, but I don't I don't always 100 percent get it right what they're saying, you know, because I've watched, you know, my videos after I uploaded them. I said, well, that said something completely different than what I heard. But yeah, yeah, it's very hard to distinguish what they are saying. I think there is some sort of system you can download on your computer that you can uh, can analyze and determine what is being said. I think there's an app or something that you can do that. I don't know how technology is now, but I know there is something like that. Are you still filming with just normal cameras or have you have you upgraded? Oh, I've got quite a few new cameras that I just recently purchased. Um there's uh yeah, they're all over here. I've got quite a few cameras now, and I now have a security camera system with four cameras that, Ooh. and a DVR. I've got um, a plasma camera that has the plasma lights that I think Ghost Adventures even uses that. Quite a, you know, big, your big investigators use it. I got that in. I got, you know, um, a nice, really nice GoPro that I got in and I'm kind of surprised how um, that GoPro actually picks up a lot of EVPs more than I thought it would. Yeah, they are good. Yeah. And even the security cameras, some of them are motion detected as well. So if anything goes down, they have, they just switch on and, and they can see in the dark as well. Have you got the ones that see in the dark? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I got uh, a baby monitor system with a, with a um, LCD screen. And I got two more baby monitor audio monitors. And I did some experiments last night during an investigation. I got all these monitors together and I had them all lined up with the amplified mic recording on my camera. You know, you want to be able to have some type of static going that these spirits can use in order to communicate. And you want you know, something like, you know, uh, digital recorders and other cameras and different microphones recording all of this stuff. Because last night when I did this, I was pretty shocked when I had all the, the speakers lined up from the monitors 
and I was doing a spirit box session and a ghost box. The spirit box was upstairs in my room. The ghost box is downstairs in the living room. These, what was captured was not only voices that were being used through the spirit box, but voices that were being used through um, the ghost box. But then I heard voices that were actual uh, disembodied voices, quite a few. And there is actually a child carrying on a conversation, just literally talking. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty creepy. This is mind boggling. So, yeah, so I did some more tests last night based on scientifically in my mind how this works. And I'm, I'm actually shocked. I'm actually shocked that what this captured is just mind boggling. Oh, it's wow. like you can hear all of them talk. Wow. And they're having a full-on conversation with each other. Yeah, they do. Wow. And I asked Rachel, I said, Rachel, are you here? She goes, I'm here, Kent. Well, she likes you, crystal doesn't clear. she, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was crystal clear. I mean, I, I heard it in real time. So I've been working on a lot of, you know, it's not just investigating paranormal activity capturing on camera and putting a video together you know i spend hours upon hours investigating the investigations trying to figure out ways that to understand how this works and how to you know be able to hear them more crystal clear yeah have you seen have you tried any other forms of like capturing evidence any other experiments have you done the gans field and the estet method estet method have you tried any victoria yeah i'm not I'll be honest with you i've seen those on paranormal shows and i'm not big yeah. on it no you know, um i want to capture i want to be able to capture on camera to pr prove to people that the paranormal exists. Yeah. Now, there's people that do the blindfold and they're listening yeah. to spirit box. Somebody's asking questions. That person's answering them, but you, we don't know what, what the answers are. We can't hear it. Only yeah. that person's here. In my opinion, that's not uh, paranormal evidence. Okay. I'm not saying it doesn't happen and it's not real. You know, it, you know, I'm sure that they do hear things, but in reality, when you use a spirit box, you want to create a static energy to amplify the EVPs. If you're putting headphones on, you're diluting that static energy and yeah. you're going to miss a lot. Have you, um, you've got spirits there that reside there all the time though, haven't you? Even though you've got spirit, well, coming in and out. Hold on, let me close uh, the door. people born in a barn <laughs> like rachel she's a she's a occurrence all the time isn't she who else is an occurrence rachel's been gone for a while oh you know every once in a while she'd show up but she has been back she's been around quite a bit lately and it could be you know for three reasons one once this you know um dark encounters picked up about these these entities wanting blood mm. she came back around to warn me and then my my brother just recently passed away and i think that she's oh. been around for that oh. you know and third there's actually somebody that just recently died 
that's been to this house. Oh, wow. And I believe that she's here for him, too. Oh, wow. So last night I did a long investigation with this person that recently died that's been at this house and talking with him. And then Rachel was involved with that as well. Wow. What do you think these entities want? And I remember you telling me before when we talked that there's something going on in your, your cellar, mm-hmm. that there's a possibility that it could be where there's so many different things, like you said, the dark entities as well as as well as humanoid spirits. What do you think they want from you? Or what do you think is going on, in your opinion? Well, the dark entities, want they want blood for the portal. They pretty much made that clear. And if you think about it, when the undertaker was involved with the stuff that he was involved in doing death rituals with human remains, there's no doubt in my mind that opened up a portal, a dark one, what they did. So when he, when the basement was his prep room, no doubt. I mean, I've had that confirmed with a couple of morticians. That, oh, yeah, that was definitely the prep room, the way it's designed. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if he was doing embalming in the basement and there was blood being spilled from doing the embalming, whether he was doing rituals or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is there's a portal open. And that blood, the death, these entities thrived on it. Right. You know, so I'm not saying all funeral homes have a dark portal because their blood's being drained from their body and there's death there. That's not, I'm not saying that. But what happened here was a dark portal was opened by these people involved with doing these rituals. And once that dark portal was opened, and there is these entities, demonic entities from that portal. I mean, they crave death. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, they were doing a death ritual and, and who knows what they conjured up. Yeah. Have you been attacked before? Well, I know that, but the people watching might not have. Once physically, well, maybe a couple times physically, but nothing serious. Uh, I was up in my bedroom doing an investigation and it felt like a bee sting on my arm. When I went to look at my arm and there was like three puncture marks, like somebody took their fingernails and just slammed it into my arm and there was blood coming down my arm. And then that, when that happened, all of a sudden, that's all he was coming out during that investigation. They wanted blood over and over and over again, blood, blood, blood. And they, they want you can't, you know, then they're telling other spirits are telling me to leave other spirits wanted blood just got that little bit of blood that came out of my arm. It's like all hell broke loose about blood. That was really troubling, very troubling. And I actually shut down the investigations in this house for quite some time. That's why there wasn't really that many ghosts of karma main video coming out about the lamb house. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I got to shut this down. I mean, and, but the, the, the majority of the attacks were mental, not physical. Yeah. Now the mental attacks were horrible. I mean, that's that's something I'd never wished on anybody. The well, oppression that came from it. Can they affect you emotionally then? Yes. Yeah. Extremely. And you know what? In a lot of ways, the emotion the mental attacks are could be a lot worse than the physical. 
Yeah. Yeah. The um your family members, have they experienced anything? Yeah, they went through it too. Oh gosh. It must be sometimes it must be really hard just to live in that house. Well, you have to be careful what you stir up. You know, the more I ignore the dark stuff, the more it simmers down, the more I, I just shut it out. You know, it starts to quiet down and then these humanoid spirits are more activated. But, I mean, there's still some stuff going on. There was, for instance, um, an entity opposing as a child trying to make me believe that was Abby and I knew better than that. That was actually in my last video, I believe it was. I knew that there was something wrong with the voice and what this child spirit kept saying, I hate you, I hate him. You know, just just her attitude didn't didn't seem right. So I'm like, yeah, it's not Abby. There's no way that's Abby. So I confronted it and it, it did say it was a blood demon. Oh gosh. So, you know, I, I but I knew that because I knew that Abby you know, was looking for another child spirit named Molly. And I knew they found each other. I, I pretty much felt like Abby was gone from this house. She wasn't coming back around. And I did show in that last video when I said to Abby and Molly that you guys need to stay away from this house. I didn't show everything that I said to them, but I told them this is not a house for you guys to be at. I said, it's very dangerous. And I said, you need to leave this house. You need to stay away from it. And then after I said that, I knew Abby was gone. Yeah. And the investigation I did on Ghost Chronicles Chapter 9, I mean, Abby and Molly was together over at that location. They were no longer at this location. Yeah, That confirmed to me that, okay, the girls are no longer here. But Abby was never asking for help. She never said anything derogative. She never you know, said hate. I mean, she was very feisty and said, hey, he took my head, you know. <laughs> it's just like, you know, she kept saying how, you know, they took her head. No. Have you, um, I know this might sound a bit ghostbustery, but have you have been led in bed and the bed would vibrate or found like water droplets or any sort of fluid? Any, I'm talking about hectoplasm yeah, yeah. and all that. Have you seen any of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that bed vibrates. I could be laying in that bed at night, all of a sudden, bam! You know, on the bed, oh. scares the crap out of you. <laughs> it's like, man, did a, did one of the boards in the box spring break or what? You know, yeah, yeah, it comes from under the bed. You feel this loud bang. Um, but as far as that water thing, yeah, I feel the water thing a lot. And, and there's times that I really thought there was water dripping on me, and I look down at my arm or my leg. And I can feel it dripping. I'm like, okay, what's leaking? I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm looking at my arm. There's nothing there. I'm glad you said that, Kent, because in my old house, it happened all the time. And we would hear whispering and yeah. and something. So I'm now you've just like completely confirmed that. I've had it told to me before. But when you said the water dripping, that to me, that that is just, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's times I thought I had sweat pouring down my face. And I'm like, God, I'm sweaty. You know what? I thought it was a cold sweat. And I'm like. There's nothing there. I'm and it like, can happen. I swore I felt sweat just dripping down my face. And it can happen anytime, can't it? Winter, in the summer, and you just yeah. think, where is that water coming from? And but the, vi yeah. 
the vibrations on my body, that happens quite a bit. Yes. You know, it could be the leg, it could be the arm, the chest, my face, all of a sudden. You know how you have a cell phone on vibrate and you can feel it vibrating in your pocket? Yeah. Well, there's times that, you know, I'm doing investigations in this house. I'm like, you know, why is my phone on vibrate? You know, and I pull it out and it wasn't my phone. It was, no. that, you know, or I check and my phone's not even in my pocket. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's strange. Yeah, that's, you get a lot of that vibration mm -hmm. sensations. It's strange, isn't it? I get that sometimes and I'm so tired at night. I'm like, I'll just piss off. <laughs> well, I was, I'm, working on, yeah, I'm working on a video right now for the new YouTube channel. The new YouTube channel is called uh, GOCM Paranormal Films. Ooh. That's where I'm going to be posting all my documentaries that are more in-depth more time consuming, but I'm redoing the farmhouse investigation. That's going to be the first video that's going to come out on that. And when I was in that farmhouse, there's one thing I specifically remembered that really irritated me. When I was doing that investigation, it constantly felt like a little finger kept sticking it inside my ear, twisting around over and over and over again. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, and it was, it was, it got to the point. It was so annoying. But yeah, there's something sticking its finger in my ear. Yeah, because you've taken it to a whole new level now, haven't you? You're yeah. thinking outside the box. You're going to deal with these different locations. I think the last time I spoke to you, you was going to a private um, investigation with a with a mother and a, a daughter. What happened there? You mean you've been all over as well? Can you tell us what you've been up to? Uh, that that investigation never took place. Oh. Um. You know that yeah that never we never just you know had a position where we in a position where we we're able to do, it was way out of um carmel yeah. quite a ways away it was just either you know the winter time or or something had come up and then i lost contact with them yeah but later on another mother contacted me that was having issues a mother and daughter and that turned out uh the, the investigation of the southwest harbor house you know, we went on that investigation, but I've been to a number of different locations and done investigations, but it's never made videos, mainly because there's nothing there. I mean, no. nothing was captured. I mean, your house is extremely active. Have you been anywhere else that's as active as your place? I have, but... You know, I can't say that it's more active than this place, but... You know, it seems like when the activity picked up, but the most other, the most active places that I've been to outside of this house are the places that are still in the village of Carmel. Wow. You know, that's, that's known, that's, isn't that? yeah, I mean, yeah. The, yeah, it's right here in Carmel. Um, I've, I've been to other locations that, you know, yes, we captured activity stuff was going on definitely, but it wasn't near as active what it's how like the activity is here i'm gonna have a right old google after this i'm gonna look at the history of carmel maine and see what have you had any civil war i mean you say there's american indians going on there there's, but there was a lot of wars on this land quite a no. few you know you had the the american indian war that took uh, what they call the uh, King Philip's War that took place on this land nice. you had the uh eight war of eighteen twelve that you know a lot of that took place here on this land there was other numerous wars that broke out if you watch the video um 
I had laughing uh, then. Let's see. Huh? I had laughing then. I, I got the willies. Was that just your chair squeaking? <laughs> I uh, had a, no. I had a load of laughing. I don't know. Did anyone else hear that laughing? Like ha 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 ha. Oh sugar. <laughs> oh sugar. <laughs> oh shit. Is that another word for oh shit? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just wondering. Oh sugar. I never heard that. Before. Oh. Oh. Um. Uh, Bucksport investigation. Uh, the hauntings of Bucksport and the witch's foot. I can't remember the full name of the video, but I give a lot of history about the wars that broke out in that video. And those wars came all the way up to Bangor and Carmel is, I mean, we're only like 15 minutes drive from Bangor, but based on, you know, the way these wars broke out, I mean, I'm, I have no doubt that war came into this area on this land as well. That's what it's about as well, the history of a place. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the best paranormal activities is based in these old buildings and the settlers and things like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, I got the willies then. I'm sorry, I got completely shaken. Because last time we was on, you put your spirit box on and you, you was talking and it, it said my name, didn't it? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. remember that. I cat my pants. <laughs> do you think these spirits uh do they think they you you've coincided with them pretty well really considering some of them are a bit nasty what do you think you can stay in that house for much longer or you know are you are you feel do you feel threatened life threatened have you ever felt life threatened um i haven't felt like my life's threatened from where an entity will take it but I felt like my life has been threatened going through oppression and was on the verge of almost being broke down to a point of dying, oh, you gosh. know, so it can take a toll on you. Yeah. But as far as, you know, are we going to stay in this house forever? No. 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 In fact, eventually we're going to be working on moving out of here and just and turning this into you know, a place where people can study the paranormal. Yeah. I don't think that this house should be lived in by anybody, in no. my opinion. I mean, is it, more, is it more active after a paranormal investigation? There's sometimes it can be, but sometimes after doing a full-blown paranormal investigation, it can quiet down. Mm. I mean, you've got balls of steel, Kent, really. I couldn't. I don't think I could stomach that for sure. What about your wife? What does she think of all this? Yeah, she she don't she don't get involved with it. I mean, she knows it's very real. She's had numerous encounters. Yeah. Numerous encounters, but it's something that she won't get involved with publicly and she stays out of it as far as the investigation parts. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Um, it's on the EVP, so as I say, I think we've done, well, I've had a lot of your time, but I do want to ask a bit more about your, your cellar. Will you go down it on your own? Well, I do a lot. In fact, <laughs> I was just down there. <laughs> Yesterday, I was just down there, and I ran out of it. I mean, there's some strange, strange noise, and I'm like, I think I yelled, what in the I said something weird. Something weird came out of my mouth. I said, what in the bug 
uh, bucket pig slop crap the hell was that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it startled me, and I said something weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had the recorder going too, and it was, it was this loud, loud hiss noise right behind me. It was almost like somebody's tire uh, instantly just had a leak and went. Oh, really it's when loud. it's like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, oh. that's that's startling. I was going to ask you about your doll as well. Is she being played with? My daughter. You doll. Oh, my doll. I'm doll. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I don't know. You have to ask her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I stay out of that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, yeah, that doll. I do see those dolls. I mean, one time I saw it. I was sitting here in my bed watching something, and this was about a month ago. And I would have swore to the corner of my eye, I thought I saw its foot twitching. Oh, no. You know, I'd look really fast, and I'm kind of looking at it. And then I would have swore I saw it move while I was looking at it. You know, so I'm like, okay, let me ignore it and see what happens. And then, you know, stuff wouldn't happen. But there's times I would have swore I saw that foot twitching. Oh, have you had a lot of like poltergeist activity, like stuff being chucked and thrown and moved across, like right in front of you? Yeah, it does happen, but not very often. That's mm. something that's pretty rare. There, I mean, there's times like, like I said in my last video, I've walked into a room and there's papers just literally levitating, and then no. so I look at it and it just drops, or oh my God, you know, doors will open, they'll close. Um, all of a sudden, like the curtains will just move, and I'm like, okay, why is that window open? And you go over there, the window's not even open. There's no fans on. There's no explanation why the curtains would move. You know, the bed moves, the covers move, the covers get pulled down at night. Um, you know, loud bangs in my bedroom at night or in the house. You know, dishes will rattle at times. Dishes will move at times, and sometimes they will fly in the kitchen. You know, there's just a long, long, long list of stuff that happens that has to do with movement. But it's, I mean, it's it's not something that happens daily. No. You know, but it's, I know that some people have posted videos where there's just nonstop poltergeist stuff in their house. Cabinets, you know, stuff flying everywhere in the kitchen. I mean, none, yeah. that's, that's never happened here like that you know usually it's just maybe one item will move one of the dolls in the bedroom will move um you know stuff will shake but i've never seen anything like what some people claim that is poltergeist activity oh that logo that you've got on carmel main that is actually shadow dude isn't it look yes at you. yeah so what did he do did he just stand there looking at you through the window yeah, you just stand there and look, wave, high, smile. You know, he just would stand there. What is he? Because like, he... the guy in your bedroom looks like he's got a beard and he's wearing a blue top and that. I mean, have you seen him again since? And then there's this guy that's just all in black and you can see. How many times has that happened in your bedroom, do you think? It's happened quite a bit. It's It's just a matter of 
in, in all honesty, when you capture this stuff on camera, you had the camera in the right place at the right time. Yeah. You know, because they these when you do see something, even if you're recording, you can't spin that camera around fast enough to capture it. But then there's times that the cameras captured things that I didn't see in real time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the cameras captured them like, how did I miss that? Yeah. In real time. How do they not see that? But yet it's right there on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that shadow like peeping out of your wall like that. Yeah. That was freaky. Do not watch that in bed at two o'clock in the morning on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh, that was amazing. Well, Kent, you are actually you have achieved what every paranormal investigator has just dreamed of. Actual capturing footage of a full-on MFG. It's like it's 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 a paranormal investigator's wet dream, I would say, to come to that lamb house and actually get the evidence that you get there. And um yeah. as frightening it frightening as it is, Kent, you know, it's amazing. It really it, is. It is amazing. I mean, they're real. I mean, real strong paranormal investigators that are serious about doing paranormal investigations. Yeah, have never ever come into this house and not capture a bunch of stuff. Mm. I mean, every one of them have said that. You know what? I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, not even close. You know, all of them have said that. You and know, when you get more than one person see it, two people see it, then yeah. it's really hard to try and explain that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I tell them, look, don't underestimate. Even when you're here in real time and you experience this, don't underestimate what's captured on your recordings. Because if you experience stuff here during your visit, I can guarantee you 10 times the amounts captured on recording. Oh, someone's just commented here, Sandy. She's just said to experience real paranormal activity is uh, it is a paranormal investigator's dream. It is. And yeah, you've achieved that, Kent, 100%. If anyone else has got any last minute questions to ask Kent, just put them in the comments here and I'll read them out. Yeah. Get them in quick. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, fantastic. Really fantastic. And I'd like to plug your YouTube channel. So you've got two YouTube channels going to go, haven't you? You've got mm -hmm. Ghost of Carmel, Maine, and the new one. GOCM Paranormal Films. Going to be liking that in a bit. Yeah, definitely. And you've got a Facebook page as well, haven't you? Yes. Um, yes, Ghost of Carmel, Maine, Facebook. Now, don't get that mixed up with Hoax of Carmel, Maine. They got their own Facebook. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> Haters. They're just jealous. <laughs> That's all I, it is. Yeah, I have no comment on that that no. page and like right. whatever. You know, just say whatever you want. Oh, you get it everywhere, Kent. You do. So yeah. yeah. As long as you're you're doing, you're putting it out there and it's it's fantastic, honestly. Yeah, you know what? Some of these people that like to down, you know, on on their YouTube channels that you know, yeah, that's been debunked. Come to this house and debunk it then. Yeah. You know, you want to say on your YouTube thing, oh, that's been debunked, it's fake. Come over here and debunk it. Yeah. Debunk 100%. it here. I dare you. And I bet that you've had people come in like that and say, oh, no, and then come out thinking a whole... There have. There have yeah. been people that really wondered if this was fake. And after they came into this house, they learned real fast, this is not fake. It shows you've got nothing to hide then, doesn't it, Ken? No. I there mean, 
if I if I was faking this, there's no way in hell I'd have an open door policy. And there's mm-hmm. been numerous people that's come in here and seen the apparitions. Yeah. Numerous. So yeah. I'm not worried about people that want to say this is fake. I, I really don't care. No. You know, they've never, you know, the they've never been to this house. That one guy was, but you know, he you know, he just saw dollar signs and was in it for the money because he yeah. saw he can really cash in on this. It's yeah. like, dude, I mean, this isn't yours. I mean, this is my YouTube channel. This is my investigations. It has nothing to do with you, but you know what, whatever. It's your life, Kent, as well. you got to yeah. live there after all. You know, it's a, the fact that you actually call out and these things, these spirits actually answer you as well. That's, yeah. that's creepy. As far as, as far as people that's never been here said, that, oh, that's that's got to be fake. You know, there'd be uh, people with PhDs beating down his door and movie producers showing up. Well, how do you know that hasn't happened? Yeah. You know, because I don't publicly talk about a lot of stuff that no. goes on. I don't talk about it. There's no. been numerous people that have contacted me, and there's been stuff that's gone on here in this house that I don't publicly talk about. People that's been here. Well, that's how I found that you. That I don't publicly talk about. You know, I, I mean. I stalked you. I found you on Paranormal Court on camera as well when I saw it on telly. And I was like, shit, I'm going to stalk this guy. I'm going to I'm gonna seek <laughs> him out. And I did. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for uh, giving me your time. Oh, no problem. Oh, brilliant. So, guys, um. We are, if you want to see our website, it's www.portaltotheparanormal.co.uk. We've got loads of events going. Unfortunately, we can't get over to Carmel, Maine and go to the uh, Lamb House. But make sure that uh, I can't I can't stress enough. You guys got to go on YouTube right now after this and look up Ghosts of Carmel, Maine and go through his videos. I, perf- I specifically love the Shadow Dude one, the clip that I showed earlier. Should we show it again one more time? Guys, I've got, I've got to show you this. Just in case you've just logged in, uh, this will make you shit your pants. <laughs> and there's more. Believe me, there's a lot more. So second run on this video, guys. Is this the same entity I call Shadow Dude? Why does his head look so abnormal and large? He's got a beard. Is this too also the same entity I call Shadow Dude? Excuse me, fuck that shit. Look at that. He's if on it your bed. Is, why is He's he trying to scare me? Why does he appear out of nowhere and simply just vanish? Due to a number of strange captures in the bedroom, I've always wondered what happened. Why are there so many different entities who show themselves in this house? Are they humanoid spirits or something different? I've also wondered if it was possible there is some type of spiritual battle going on. Is it possible these good spirits are fighting evil? Without a doubt there are evil spirits around. This. Wow. You see that clip right there? That's what somebody sent that to me. I mean, I didn't, they saw that in one of my videos and took a screenshot and sent that to me. I do believe that was in the basement. You know, I get a lot of people that look at the videos, they can't, you got to see this. And they send me the stuff that I missed. 
but it's kind of a little too late to put it in a video after the video has been posted. But I'm like, yeah, I missed that. Yeah. Man, that thing oh, even has a big pupil. Yeah, that's yeah, you can see the mouth and everything, can't you? Yeah. I'm trying it looks, to turn it looks it like it has fangs. Oh, it does. It looks really creepy. Oh, but okay. yeah, you can see it. Sorry if you look at the eye on the left-hand side, you can see a huge pupil. You can. Oh, that is stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Right, let's see if I can put it back yeah. and remove it. Right. I've only just learned to do that. <laughs> well, by the way, I do, not very well. I do sleep at night with a beanie over my head that covers my eyes. Yeah. Every night I sleep with a beanie overhead that completely covers my eyes when I go to bed at night. Oh, yeah. You know, because you, you the noise wakes me up. I, I don't want to see what's there. I honestly don't. The last time I saw something is when it was in one of the videos, that shadow that was standing in front of the TV, and it just, like, folded in itself, and I jumped out of bed, and I yelled, honey, and I was going to turn on the light. Ever since then, I slept with a beanie on my head when it's time to actually go to sleep. That way, if I hear a noise and I look, I don't instantly see something. Wow. Oh, gosh. Where is the most activity then? Is it everywhere? What's in that? that? House? Where is the most activity? Is it everywhere in that house? Well, I, I think most of it's up in my bedroom. But, I mean, it's everywhere in the house. But if you want to really carry on a conversation with them, <clears throat> you know, just a one-on-one -on -one talk with them, my bedroom is the place to be. Oh, my goodness me. No chance of a lion on a Sunday then. Yeah. <laughs> Is it ever sat on your bed or got on top of you? All, like All the time, yes. No. What, like yeah. paralysis? <clears throat> you, it feels like, you know those, you put meat inside those packages and you uh, suck it shut to seal it, and it sucks and, and seals it in? It's like that. It's like your legs feel like they're in a, a vacuum pack that's slowly – being the air being sucked out of the pack and you can feel the weight on your legs getting heavier and heavier and heavier to the point that you almost feel like your legs are trapped under the blanket oh my goodness me has it ever spoken to you while you've been in that position some people say when they experience um paralysis it gets in their face or or talks to them well you kind of hear the disembodied voices all the time anyway at nighttime. But as far as, you know, when that's going on, does it specifically speak in your face? Uh, not really. It's kind of quiet. You ever thought of having the place, like, blessed or get the things that are in there out? Um, that, I think that depends on what people's spiritual beliefs are. What are um, I have my own set of spiritual beliefs. And as far as stuff like you know, calling somebody in to get it blessed, you know, no, I have never called anybody in because it's not just based on what I believe. Now I'm not saying I'm, I'm that they couldn't do something, but it is a proven fact. And if you do a study into it, there are a lot of people that called in a priest to have the house blessed and it didn't work. No, you know, I mean, even paranormal investigators said they spread holy water, you know, um, said the Lord's prayer and stuff like that. And then you see at the end of their video, the activity got worse. I mean, I think it all depends what you're dealing with and it all depends on, 
I have found when, when confronting spirits, the most powerful tool you have when, when dealing with them is the power of your words. Yeah. There is more power behind your words than anything. Because if you use the right words and you say the right things, it's a rebuke to those entities. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when these entities try to convince me to do something that they want to break my will down. I tell them, look, I have the power of free choice. I have a free will. That's the way God created me. All right. And that free will is so powerful. God won't even touch it. Yeah. God's not going to make you do anything. He's not going to make you because he, he created you with the free will. And if God can't touch that, where does that leave these entities? Is that piano going then? The, the, these entities are absolutely powerless over your free will. That was my phone that went off. Oh, thank God. Yeah, these entities are actually powerless because your free will is a lot more powerful than them. Yeah. They can't make you do anything. And when I say that to them and I remind them of that, yeah. and then I inform them, I only fear one spirit, one spirit. That spirit is the same spirit that created me and created you. And you were cast out. He beat you. He defeated you. And you're defeated. All right. And, but I'm not. Yeah. I haven't been. You know, I believe in that spirit. So when you use the power of your words and you rebuke them with the power of your words, that pretty much puts them in their place. I mean it. Yeah. Yeah, it's intent, isn't it? They call it yeah. as well, intent. I mean, or whatever you feel or think. I mean, because I've seen people come here to burn sage. It didn't work. One lady's sticks were put out. She mm-hmm. lighted up another one. It was put out. She lighted up another one. It was put out. You know, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, sage is not going to get rid of these entities. No. All right. It might chase me out of the house because it stinks really bad. But <laughs> it's, it's not going to chase these entities off. You know, if if anything, it was down in the basement laughing at her and mocking her. In fact, it growled at her. She bailed. She got the hell out of that basement. She said she's never seen anything like this. It's because you came and encountered the real deal. Yeah. All right. This is not a joke. This is real. Yeah. And you can only put them in your place by your own personal faith. And you better stand on that faith. I told one lady that said she was going to rebuke the entities out of her house. I said, be careful because you better seriously believe in what you're saying because these these entities will know if you if you believe or not. They will they know your intentions. So she went in there and rebuked him and she got literally slammed down the steps and ended up in the hospital. Jeez. You know, and I then she told me what happened. I said, were you afraid of them? She goes, well, yes. I said, did you fear them when you were in the process of doing this? And she said, yes. I said, then your faith was in them, not yeah. God. That's the problem. Because That's if you the feared them that much, then they saw that and they knew that your heart and your intentions were in the right place. And that's why you got attacked. If you're going to confront them and you're going to engage them, and by doing that is provoking them, you better have a strong faith and you better stand very, very firm and in that faith or yes, an attack will happen. Strong and will. I, yeah. And even though I believe what I believe, I still don't cross a line because I'm not going to provoke these entities because what, and I've found that they turn around and try to anger me back. 
make me very angry. And once I get angry, guess what? I'm not thinking in my right mind. I'm no. so pissed off. I'm not thinking right. And it's like they're trying to trick me up in my state of mind where I'm going to make a mistake. Yeah. And once I cross that line and open myself up, I'm laying down my free will yeah. by following what they're, they're trying to lead me at. Then I'm in trouble. So it's best just to leave the stuff alone. Don't mess you, with it. Have you ever experienced a possession of any sort or anybody that's entered that house? Has they ever tried to overtake you or somebody? I've never. No, I mean, spirits can't just possess you. That That's there's no way. I mean, you got to open yourself up to a possession. They can't just jump into anybody. What about the entities, the evil entities? That entities. You've got well, human spirits can't possess nobody. They don't have that ability. Evil entities cannot possess anybody unless somebody opens themselves up to that. Right. They have to. They have to lay down their free will, and that free will is like a barrier between yourself and them. You know that power of choice. But what happens is when when people submit to them knowingly or unknowingly because even if they do it unknowingly they're still giving up their free will so once they open themselves up to them they can end up getting possessed do they ever get to you subconsciously like in your sleep sometimes people can have dreams about oh, yeah, them. yeah. Oh, yeah. what have you had anything um yeah yeah i mean they've there was one time I ended up with this sleep paralysis one night and my sister had passed away yeah. and she, I mean, that, that wasn't in a dream. My sister really did pass away. Oh. And one night I had sleep paralysis and my sister's spirit came into the room to talk with me, you know, in this dream, she was sitting there talking to me, you know, and, but she had no expression on her face at all. It's like she was empty and this was my older sister. And when I was like a little kid, she used to pat my head, you know, and pat me to sleep when I was little. You know, I remember that. But, you know, she she got on top. I mean, she started patting my head and, and um, you know, patting me to sleep. But yeah. then all of a sudden I couldn't move. It's like I, I was totally paralyzed. She got on my back end and she took a pillow and started pushing put it over the back of my head and it was trying to smother me to death. Oh, flip. In that dream, I couldn't breathe. You know, I couldn't, I, it was like, it was like somebody had their hands around my mouth and nose and I, and I literally woke up and I still couldn't move and I couldn't breathe. It's like, almost like I was dying from sleep apnea or something, but it's like, I could not breathe. And when I finally, was able to, I sat there and concentrate really hard. It sucked my, you know, the air in, suck air in, suck air in. And finally, you know, I was able to breathe in. But then, you know, I felt this wetness on my hand and I looked and I had a bloody nose. It was like it was trying to lull you into some sort of comfort, wasn't it? And then yeah. it just, it, it, I can see what you mean where it's trying to screw with you mentally there. Yeah. That is definitely... Because I do believe that the spirits, I've had experiences where they can come to you and you're in that sleep mode as well as when you're coming out of sleep and you you can sense that they're there or they're talking to you. But, I mean, well, that started off really nice and that's pretty flipping scary. When all this was going on, I did capture an EVP of a demon that said, I'm like a jukebox in your head, mm. you know, and I'm not going away. 
Now, if you think about that, what does that mean, a jukebox in your head? Have you ever had a song stuck in your head and you couldn't get yeah, it out? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was referring to, an earworm. Like, it, it was telling me that it's it's there in my head and it's not going away. And that's when I was going through a lot of oppression. You know, I would wake up. I don't care if the sun was out. It just felt dark out outside. I mean, I, you know, I started losing weight. I started just you know, there is no life left to me. Just, You're vulnerable, Ken. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was being torn down, mm. you know, and finally I said, all right, you know what? I need to get a grip. I need to get a grip on this. I need to do something. I need to stand up to this crap once and for all and rebuke it. Yeah. You know, and face it, come to it face to face. And that's when, and on top of all of this, while this was all going on, this horrible oppression, then I find out my grandmother, Burris, my dad's mother, was involved with dark forms of witchcraft. Oh, sugar. You know, and then I find out my, you know, grandfather was major into, you know, he was a 32nd degree Mason, and he was deep into the darker form of Egyptian mythology. Do you know you what, know, Ken, It could be in you. Are you that you Burris? That sounds Scottish. Are you got Scottish descendants or yeah, Irish well, descendants? Burris is actually my, uh, my dad was adopted, you know, yeah, my mother was a witch and during one of her rituals, she ended up pregnant with my dad out yeah. of wedlock. And this was back in the early 1900s. So back in those days, you know, that my grandmother was ostracized for that. And my dad was, uh, pretty much raised as a bastard, you know, people call him a bastard, but yeah, my, uh, the the man that she married, uh, Glenn Burris, he ended up adopting my dad, and that's where the Burris oh, name comes from. I was going to say. But, yeah, I mean, on both sides of my grandparents and great-grandparents is very, very dark. Yeah, it could be in you. Maybe that's why you're so sensitive to it all. Or either that, these entities thought maybe because I'm a descendant from the crap that <laughs> I would follow it. Yeah, you know, and maybe if I find out my loving grandma Burris was a part of it, that it's okay. You can be a part of it, and I'm like, you know what, demons, shut up. You get Literally, my ancestry. Shut up. Get my ancestry.com. Find yeah, out where I you mean, come from. Yeah, I mean, it just got to the point. I'm like, oh, shut up. Hmm. It's like that one video where it said blood, and like, oh, shut up. <laughs> you know. Oh. Oh, Kent, tell us the story about when your basement got flooded. I think yeah. the viewers would love to hear that. I'd not love to hear that, but it's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. I was doing that investigation and, you know, and I was like, kill Kent, murder Kent. I kept hearing that. I'm like, what the hell? And I was kind of like, wow, are these spirits going to gang up on me and kill me or something or what? You know, because I was still kind of new into this. I had no idea what was saying that. I mean, are these human spirits wanting to kill me? Is there something evil that's getting ready to kill me? What's going on? So that was pretty much stuck in the back of my head the rest of that night. Well, I was going to go to the basement next. I went outside on the porch. I was smoking a cigarette. I was going to regroup, get all the you know equipment together and head down to the basement. So I hit record. You know, I usually like hitting record before I come into the door of the house because usually I captured an EVP, you know, the second I walk through the door. Well, I come through the door and I hear this really loud noise. I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, so I open up the basement door 
Now, let me remind you, earlier that day, that basement floor was dry. There was nothing down there. There was a little bit of water coming in, but but when I opened up that door, it looked like a swimming pool. I mean, the, the water was like a foot deep or even deeper. And the pumps that pumped the water out of the basement, the line that came out of the pump that goes through the wall, somehow that line was burst. It literally snapped in half and it was spraying water all over the, the circuit board, the, the breakers and all yeah. over the electrical. Well, I'm like, oh man, I need to get that off of there. You know, my first instincts run through the water, you know, unplug that pump, you know, that's going to cause a fire, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't thinking. I was just getting ready to step down in that water. And all of a sudden that rang in my head, kill Kent, murder Kent. I'm like, whoa. So I backed up from stepping in that water. And I looked over the edge and there the heater motor, it has a light on it that, you know, it has it was computerized. It's under the water and the lights on under the water. Yeah. I'm like, that didn't trip the breaker seriously. So I make a phone call. The guy comes over to the house. He had to put on rubber, rubberized boots, special thick boots. And he said that, yeah, you stepped into this water, you'd been dead. He goes, I'm telling you right now, you would have been electrocuted. Jeez. You know, and I'm like, man, can you get that on camera? And he goes, no. And I'm like, dang it. You know, because <laughs> that was my proof right there that, you know what? I don't think that those were spirits saying kill Kent, murder Kent, that they wanted to do it. I believe that they were warning me something was getting ready to happen. Really? That something was conspiring that night to kill me. Yeah. So if it wasn't for that, uh, what they said earlier that night, I would have stepped down in that water. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be here today. There's no doubt I would have been electrocuted. Yeah, you would have been. Doesn't, didn't Rachel sometimes give you the heads up? She's a nice spirit, isn't she? She does. She yeah. does. In fact, um, one of the Ghost Chronicles, while I was searching for Abby's head, a female voice that said, Kent, move. That was Rachel. That was Rachel that said, Kent, move. Can you tell us a, a bit? Oh, I, I know I'm keeping you, but I just can't stop talking to you, Kent. Can you tell our viewers that, that haven't seen the the story about Abby? Can you tell them about Abby? Yeah, Abby, Abby was, um, her name came up in this house from the very beginning. In fact, her name has come up more than any other name combined. I mean, more than Rachel. I mean, that name constantly came up. And these spirits were constantly saying, help Abby. I mean, you know, just nonstop. Well, back in those days, I was no paranormal investigator. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, okay, help Abby. Who's Abby? I, you know, I do believe there's two Abbies, an adult Abby, which was named Abigail. And then there is a child named Abby. Now, who's Abby's mother to this day? I don't know for sure. Um, but Abby... I believe personally that Abby died as a baby, but yet these spirits say she's seven years old. Okay, so you're going to say, wait a minute, Kent, you just said she died as a baby. I have a theory, and I don't really say this in the videos, but, but think about this. This is when common sense kicks in. When a baby dies at birth and it goes into the spirit realm, 
into the afterlife, who's going to take care of it? How is a baby just going to sit there in the afterlife being completely empty-minded with no knowledge and just lay there as an infant in the afterlife? How? Or when a baby dies, it's believed that the age of account, you know, an age of when, when a child reaches a full child before the age of accountability is seven, yeah. which the number seven comes up in, in biblical teachings. But if a baby dies, when it goes into the spirit realm, is it automatically ascension? And is it automatically at the age of seven? Yeah. You know, does when it want is it is its spirit at the age of seven? Now, I'm not saying this is the case. This is real. You know, listen to me. You need to believe this. I'm not saying that. It's just a, a small theory that I have. Yeah. But either way, you know, whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's just a theory to make sense because, you know, again, if the baby goes in the afterlife, how does it function as a spirit? They say they grow, don't they? They say that. Or they're automatically ascension at the age of seven. Boom. The minute they're in the afterlife. I don't know. But anyway, Abby, these spirits said she was seven. And, but they kept saying that Edmund took her head, you know, and Abby, these spirits kept telling me this. So Abby stepped, because I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, come on, Edmund took her head, get real. You know, why would Edmund take their head? Now, a lot of people, viewers, don't like Edmund. They, I mean, as far as they're concerned, you know, he he raped dead people. I mean, I get a lot of messages like that. Well, I don't know that. I'm never, ever, ever going to say something like that no. because I don't know. But, Those that don't know who Edmund is, the people that watch him. Yeah, I mean, who is he? he Edmund uh, was the undertaker, the man right. that was involved with the secret societies. Right, yeah. So they kept saying Edmund took Abby's head. Edmund took her head. Edmund kept her head. And then Abby finally got frustrated. And one time during an investigation, she goes, hey, he took my head. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Edmund took my head. You know, and it's like, she was wanting me to hear it. And then she said that he took my skimples. You know, and I'm like, what the hell are skimples? You know, I thought maybe it was a bag of candy. I'm like, okay, now you're telling me Edmund took your candy? Well, when I was going over the recordings and heard he took my skimples, I'm like, what are skimples? So I had to look online what skimples were, and they're actually undeveloped breasts. Is what skimples are. And I never heard that word before. You know, that's the first time I ever heard of it. I heard of it from from Abby. Well, I, I honestly kind of felt like, all right, you know, I know I found bone fragments that belong to Rachel, but seriously, I mean, who would take a child's head? Who would keep a child's head? I mean, this is this is kind of crossing a line, and I'm never going to go out there and claim Edmund took Abby's head. No. I need some type of proof that this is the case. Well, after multiple, multiple investigations, they seemed like they were getting frustrated with me. They were trying to tell me Abby's head was in this house. You know, and in a lot of ways, I just kind of blew it off. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just, it's just a little hard to buy this. But once I found out what secret society Edmund belonged to, in which I can come out and say it, it was the Odd Fellows. Then I knew right then and there, okay, what are the Odd Fellows involved in? And that's when I found out they do use human remains for death rituals, wow. you know, to face their own, um, 
you know, mortality, they do keep human remains. And a lot of them collect human skulls. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's some truth behind this. Maybe it's possible if Edmund was this. And then I did research on how deep Edmund was involved with it. He was deeply involved with the Odd Fellows. So I did further investigations on it. And they finally led me to exactly, the spirits led me to exactly where Abby's head was. And, and I can't show it all on social media. I did show a couple pictures on one of the videos, but I can't show everything that's going on with it. But there is a child's skull under the floor where the spot is on the floor. Oh, you found it. Yes. It, it, Holy shit, balls. Oh, my God. And there's also a long hair wrapped around the floor joist that goes under the floor. It's almost, well, it's impossible. I can't get to it. You have to cut the whole floorboard out to even get to it. Right now, everything's on hold until the people get here to take the investigation over, if that makes any sense. Some people are going to be here for that. But they said, leave it alone. Don't touch it because we got to prove that, first of all, you need to prove, well, somebody can say, well, Kent went to a grave and, and stole somebody's head and stuffed it under the floor. Mm. No, they want, a, they want forensics to come in to cut the floor up, get to the skull, document that it's been there for numerous years and hasn't been touched. So that's why I made some contacting people. Now, it is so old, it's not a criminal investigation no. because of the age of it. You know, and it is a known fact that odd fellows around the United States, their old lodges, skeletal remains have been found under floorboards and the walls, and they have found anybody can Google that. Yeah. You know, just Google odd fellows skeletons found, and you can read all the articles on it. So they did collect human remains. And I even talked to a grandmaster, and he said, Oh, yeah, we still do that to this day. We do have human remains, real human remains, and we still do the death rituals using those human remains. We still do that today. So it's this is not a conspiracy theory. So once, you know, what these spirits have been trying to tell me about Abby, once they found out what Edmund was involved in, and once they pointed me exactly where it was at, that was no doubt confirmation yeah. without a doubt how powerful this activity is. Oh, my, definitely. Yeah, that's you know, and, flipping Gansfield or flipping, what's the one where they draw a picture and they tell you, what, what have I drawn? I've drawn a duck or I've drawn a boat. No, I'll show you where the baby's head is, mate. Yeah. It's right in the floorboards. That is that's amazing. So what happened is that spot that's on the bedroom floor, that was actually where Abby's head's at under the floor. And during the years when it decomposed, it was, you know, spreading the gases up through the material of the floor. I bet you got a And that's what caused the spot on the floor. But there is also some other stuff down there. I have no idea what it is. It's pretty strange looking, but the hair wrapped around. It's almost like somebody stuffed the head down there under the floorboard and the hair got stuck on the rafter. And then after they did that, you can tell there's a different, they nailed some uh, boards down on top of where that section is because it's a different, shape and color is the rest of the floor and then there is a new floor put down on top of that so the only way i can even get pictures of it i have to go through the crawl space slide this um 
you know, a scope camera. It has the long wire and you got to slide it down in yeah. there. And I can barely even get that through a crack is use a scope camera to get pictures of it. Wow. But it's there. It's no doubt it's there. You start digging up the house, your wife's going to think you're nuts, isn't she? <laughs> you yeah. get a sledgehammer to it. I mean, I bet if you've got a load of Godiva dogs, no, sorry, Godiva dogs down there, they would find all sorts. Yeah, because, I mean, in one of, not long ago, about three years ago, when there's a dad and his two daughters was here, we were in the basement, and an EVP was captured of a young female that said, pick up the bones and ashes, and then this other soft voice goes, bones. Well, right after that happened is when bone fragments started washing up from under the house and dropping on the basement floor. So you found stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've had actually, oh my goodness me. Wow. Yep. Have you dug up around the outside of the property and ever found anything? No, I'm not doing any more digging around here. I'm pretty no. much leaving everything alone. Yeah. And I think it's best that a third party comes in here to do, you know, I, I think it's more of like an archaeological type investigation. Yeah. You know, and find out what all this is because there's also weird materials stuff that's around the house i mean it's best that somebody that's a professional comes in here and documents it and and figure this out because i i just don't think it's best that i do it and, and show it on the youtube channel because you know people will just say oh yeah he planted all that there so i don't bother with it i just no. leave it alone i gather what i can you know, I, I tag it, I date it, tag it right down where it was found. Yeah. And, you know, we'll let somebody else handle, you know, all of that and try to figure out exactly what's on this land. I mean, for all we know, too, there could also be an Indian burial ground here. Could be. Maybe that's why, you know. And it's possible those secret societies could have known there was an Indian burial ground here. And regardless built on top of it anyway based on because of their their type of beliefs i don't so know many, so many possibilities isn't there Kent? yeah really but you know what really blew me away is these spirits for the longest time kept telling me yeah. you know about abby's head and in, in all honesty I, I didn't believe it you sure. know i'm not saying the spirits were lying i'm just saying well <laughs> you know i mean where would abby's head be i've been all over this house looking for a book you know, I never saw freaking, I never saw a skull. I mean, what are they yeah. talking about? You know, but yeah, I mean, I was pretty shocked when I set that, slid that scope camera down there and I saw that. And I'm um, like, no way. You know, in all honesty, I wanted to take a big saw and cut the floor wide open, put the cameras on it and show everybody, look, you know, see, yeah. you know, see, but, you know, I'm like, yeah. I better be careful how I handle this. Yeah, definitely. You can't tamper with something. It's best getting the, you know, the proper people in to sort that out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Wow. But then, yeah, after that, these spirits have not once, not once, after I found it, have never, ever brought up Abby's head again. And in almost in every investigation, Abby's head was always brought up. Yeah. But now it's not brought up anymore. It's a it's a closed book as far as these spirits are concerned. But, you know, I don't know. They kept saying, help Abby, can't help Abby. And they kept saying, help her. Well, you know, exactly what does she need? What does a child spirit need help with? Yeah. Abby, 
Abby wasn't asking for help. She wasn't asking. It was the adult spirits that were saying it. Well, I think they wanted me to know about one, where Abby's head was and what happened. They yeah. wanted somebody to know and confirm it. And two, what Abby wanted to do is find her friend Molly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, wow. But yeah, maybe it just closed the door for them then and that was just all they needed. Unfinished business, Kent. That's yeah. what it was. I hope so. Yeah. I hope it's closed. Yeah. I'm really tired of hearing about Abby's head. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Again, Abby's head? Come on, oh. guys. Oh. <laughs> Tell me where it's at. <laughs> Hide and seek with the spirits. Jeez, yeah. not again. <laughs> like, I'm not going to rip this house apart like I did at the book. You know, and, and here the book is under my nose the whole time. They told me in the beginning where it was, but. I wasn't paying attention because I was looking for something old and ancient, yeah. you know, an old antique book. And here it was a modern day book that was sitting there. They wanted me to look at yeah. I complicated that. Well, I wasn't about to rip this house to pieces again, looking for a head. I got, got visions of your wife coming home and you there with a sledgehammer and a pair of denims and raking up the flipping floorboards and knocking walls down. Somebody was <laughs> telling me that, about a movie Kevin Bacon played in about some female ghost came to him wanting him to find her body. Um, and everybody thought he went totally mad insane and that he ended up finding the girl's body. And I never heard of that movie, but they told me about the movie of that. And they said that Rachel story kind of reminds them of that, that Kevin Bacon movie. I don't even know the name of it. Maybe somebody might know the name of it, but it'd be interesting to see that movie. Look on his Wikipedia later. Yeah. It'll be on there. I mean, a lot of mediums are used in the police force, aren't they, to find bodies and things like that. I mean, I've spoken to some, and some of them have had the opportunity. Yeah, who was it? Tessa De Zoppo? She had the opportunity. Um, she traced this guy back to a, a river that she saw, and he'd, yeah, he'd killed himself, I think. She didn't can get oh. to him in time. But, yeah, it's amazing what, yeah. what these things can do, these spirits now, can do. I do know that spirits based on some investigations and I'm going to get deeper into this. In fact, I do plan on going to Frederick, Colorado to uh, do an investigation at the Christopher Watts house. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever heard of Christopher Watts. He's murdered mm -hmm. his wife and two daughters. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. I saw that. The well, other day. Frederick, Colorado. My dad was a cop there for 20 years. So, in fact, I have his police uniform hanging up here in my office. Hold on a second. Here's his Frederick police. Yeah. Here's his badge from Frederick, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Frederick uh, police cop with Frederick for 20 years. But that... Since I got connections there and family still lives there and some of them in the police department do remember my dad, I already talked to them on the phone. They said they'd be glad to get with me and oh, wow. help me work on a documentary. They said they'd give me licensing rights to all of their footage. All of it. Amazing, because I saw the police footage of them going through the girl's bedroom and yeah. then a little giggle. They all heard it. And then something, one of the police... Officers were stood at the top of the stairs, weren't they? Yeah. And something peered out behind them, like a, a an apparition of a child, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, they that window. They can't get me into the house. I don't I don't know if anybody oh. can get into the house, but 
uh, you know, I don't even know if the house is still standing. I mean, it's possible it got torn down. I don't know. I have, haven't looked that up yet. But regardless, they will take me to where they found the bodies. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I had a long talk with them, you know, pretty much got it all set up. So the day that I can head to Frederick, Colorado and work on this documentary, they're, they're more than willing to get with me on it because of my dad. Oh, that'd be a great opportunity. Yeah. But it's one of those cases where you have to, it's still a bit raw and you have to tread a bit carefully, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I don't, I don't know what we can find out there. I guess maybe find out if the girls are really haunting the place or what. But you'd have to get inside the house and able to answer that question. Or yeah. with my experience in going over recordings, I can take all their uh video footage and i can investigate their investigation and investigate yeah. the video and find out if anything captured or there's evps down inside the audio is there anything disembodied voices that may yeah. have been missed and you know if these are the girls or the mother talking and because i did one investigation at the, at a merton well, I didn't do an investigation. I went to a site here in Maine where a dad, his son, and another man was stabbed to death by a guy. And I got licensing rights for the police footage of that. And I went through the police footage and found there were spirits talking during that kid's interrogation. And wow. these spirits were saying he killed. He killed them. Wow. And then there is an evil spirit that said something. I can't, I'd have to go back and look at the video. I think it's called Maine's Haunted Road Trip Part 3. It's, okay. I think it's still on the YouTube channel. But, yeah, but we went to this house. I wasn't there to do an investigation. I was just getting video footage of the place where the murder took place right on, right there. And I actually heard a disembodied voice of a child. I'm like, I turn around, look at Cleve. I said, Cleve, I heard the disembodied voice of a child. You know, so... I started recording and just getting shots of different uh, places on that location. And sure enough, there is definitely paranormal activity there. And during that guy's interrogation, those spirits, the dad and the son, were telling the detectives that he did it. Oh, it's a tragedy. So, I, I have this thing where I talk about suggestive thinking during investigations where yeah. spirits will say something in an EVP and you don't hear it or they say it over the spirit box you don't hear it in real time but yeah. yet all of a sudden you're asking a question based on what that spirit just said you know that freaks some people out because it's happened to them I go listen to this the recording and sure enough there is a spirit that said something, and that person asked a question exactly based on what that spirit said. Yeah. Suggested thinking, where yeah. these spirits can, can say things, and it goes into your subconscious. So my question is, when a, a homicide detective's investigating a murder, and all of a sudden they say, well, I have this gut feeling, I have this hunch to look here, or I have this hunch yeah. to, that it's this person. Is it possible that these spirits are telling them exactly who killed them? Is it possible that they could be slightly psychic? Yeah. And that you know, they're feeding the information through their mind. Is that exactly. possible? Yeah. yeah. Are they are spirits giving them suggestive thinking and it helps them with their investigation? Do they have this gut feeling and they don't even know why they have a gut feeling that they get? Makes complete sense, Kent. It does. Yeah. Yeah.
hundred percent. Oh, and they say when you've got when they go through like a traumatic death, like those girls, those poor girls, and the guy that got stabbed in that, the spirit is really restless and it wants yeah. justice or it wants the truth, and it, it's more active that area, and it it does happen. Oh, oh it's a plane. <laughs> I'm really sort of nervous when we when we speak, Ken, because I'm thinking, what's that noise? I have these headphones. I'm like, what the heck is that noise? That was a loud plane. <laughs> well, that laugh earlier really. That bit. was not like a missile. <laughs> oh, where do you do your where Where do you do all the YouTube in from then? And what we're talking, you got like a cupboard put away under I'm, the stairs or something. I'm in between the kitchen and the garage oh. in the landhouse. So they're underneath you, are they? It's the uh, uh, not well, no, the basement's under the living room. Oh, okay. Oh, we're, we're safe for now, then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I'm gonna let you go, Kent, because this has okay. been awesome. And I'm, you know, I'm really appreciative because I always worry that I'm taking up too much of my guests' time. But I know if you're willing to keep talking, then I'm, I'm, I'm well there with you. And it's yeah. been amazing. Well, it's awfully hot in this room, so <laughs> I know. <laughs> Higher 80s and that there's no fan going in here, no AC, so I'm burning up. <laughs> what about main? Were you close to what major cities are mainly in Carmel? Are you near then? Well, when we lived in Florida, my wife's parents lived in Carmel, Maine. So yeah. when my wife wanted to move back to Maine, that's why we came here to Carmel because this is this is where her parents lived. I bet it's got some lovely scenery though. It does. And is it freezing yeah. in the winter though? Oh yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Last two winters haven't been bad, but yeah. it does get cold. I've seen it hit 20 below here. Jeez. If I'm ever in that area, Kent, can I come around and do a ghost hunt? Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'll bring you some scones because I'm a baker. Okay. <laughs> they're, not, they're not called, guys, they're not called, uh, what do you guys call them? You call them biscuits. They're not. They're scones, love. They're scones. With <laughs> scones? Scones. And we have yeah. them with cream and jam. See, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I wonder if you've ever heard of skimples before. Skimples. Are they like the flat ones, are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, ne I never heard that word. I mean, you know what? These spirits say things I never heard of before. No. And the way they, they and then sometimes you got to, you got to think on their level to even understand what they're saying because they they talk different they, they're old english yes. they're, from, they're probably from like 16th century come over on like immigration and they will speak and some of them are from britain well the yeah. uk yeah. yeah 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 and then some of them even have an irish a, a really an irish accent that's so distinct that i can't understand what they're saying it completely makes sense, sense, Ken. It really does. I mean, maybe um, looking up some history and seeing what descendants actually settled in Carmel, that Carmel, Maine, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah, there was some Irish settlers here. They got ran off, but they yeah. were here at one time. Yeah. Oh, but a lot of them got chased off by when um, all hell broke loose, when the Irish were persecuted here on this land. I mean, they got burned out of their homes, killed. You know, there's a group faction that went around killing the Irish. Lot, like I said, this land has a lot of history. Yeah. And that took place right here in Maine where these group factions went around killing the Irish. 
Is there a reason why it's called Cow Mount Caramel? Because it's like the sweet flavor, isn't it? Caramel, was it? No, it was based on Mount Carmel in the Bible. Oh. And the Ruggles, Reverend Paul Ruggles founded um, this as a town. They named it Carmel after the Mount Carmel in the Bible. Oh, that's right. where um, Elijah was on the mountain where he's, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it's named after. Right. Mm. Okay, then, everyone, thank you for watching. And thank you, Kent Burris. You've been amazing. Uh, check out his YouTube channel, Ghosts of Carmel, Maine. Uh, watch the videos. I promise you, you might need a pillow and you won't sleep, but it is amazing. It's some of the best, best paranormal footage I have ever seen in my life. He's brilliant. You're brilliant, Kent. Thank well, thanks you. for having me on. Okie doke. Time Catch to go put in the AC. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Bye. Ciao Bye. for now. Bye.